SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. You know, when we open up the door to our heart, we let Jesus in, everything changes, right? It's like we're setting ourselves up away from the world, and we just think about like what a normal life means, but I don't want normal anymore. I want like extraordinary instead of just ordinary. We're talking with Laura Story today at SWS Radio. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's wild because everything changes when Jesus comes into our life, right? I mean, that's why we ask Jesus into our life, because we're a mess on our own. <laughs> Everything needs to change. Yeah. Our life isn't our own anymore. I think that's the thing that, you know, a lot of times you don't get that as a, as a believer. But I think my first few years of being a believer, I had this idea of Jesus coming into my heart, like making my life more manageable, which yes, he does that. And he definitely does that refining work in us, but that just cheapens the gospel. If that's our view, because really he has such extraordinary things beyond just our little manageable life in mind when, when he saves us. We're talking with Laura's story today at SWS Radio. She wrote a new book called So Long Normal. You get to this place where you go, okay, my kids want to be normal. I want us to look like a normal family. I want us to yes. be functional. But we find really quick that normal is kind of boring, and normal is also kind of unattainable, really, when you break it down. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, I wasn't a very normal kid. I was I was pretty dorky. I know. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine me being... I'm just kidding. But So I played string bass in orchestra okay. as, uh, growing up, and it was like the perfect instrument for an insecure middle schooler that wanted to be in the very back of an ensemble. <laughs> uh, but even after getting married, you know, well, you know, this a big part of our story is, you know, my husband within our first two years of marriage was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so every normal thing we pictured our early years of marriage looking like, you know, rather than, I don't, I don't even know what we thought we were going to be doing, but, you know, we're in, we're in and out of hospitals, we're in and out of doctor's visits. But the thing that's been interesting is even though it hasn't been normal, even though it hasn't been stable, and even though there have been definitely seasons of us kind of limping along, it's still been this, this really neat faith adventure where we've seen God do things in and through us that we never would have if we'd kind of stayed in normalcy. So Laura, when you were growing up and you're in middle school, you're in high school, and you're thinking, someday I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids, and my dog, and my cat, and a bird, and a parakeet after, <laughs> or whatever. What did normal look like for you when you were in high school? Yeah, well, it's interesting. You, you talk about what I thought life would look like, even with, with marriage. So I was raised by a amazing, you know, my parents, fantastic. My dad had a job. My mom stayed at home with us kids. And so even that in and of itself, where I had this paradigm of, you know, I'm going to basically do the same thing. And so two years into marriage where Martin has this new disability that we're trying to manage and realizing that God, you know, through specifically through that circumstance was calling me to be the breadwinner for the family. And not that it has to be, you know, something tragic in order to lead to that. But for us, it certainly wasn't something that I had expected, but it's changed everything. Like, I can't honestly tell you that I would be doing music if it wasn't for my husband's brain injury. I don't know whether I would be in ministry right now. When you think about every concert I've played, every song I've written, that was a door that opened because of brokenness coming into our lives. 
And you're traveling around. You have a bunch of kids. And yes, you're still traveling a bunch around. of kids. <laughs> so many kids. And then you worked on your master's degree, and you recently got your PhD, and you're just like, okay, you know, is this the normal that I thought I was going to be embracing? And is this ordinary, or does it feel a little more extraordinary now? Yeah, none of it. None of it was what I expected. And even with the kids and you've seen us, you've seen us. So you know how crazy kind of our our lives are, because even as, you know, Martin and I were praying through whether, you know, should we still have kids, even though I'm going to be working full time and really kind of sensing the green light from God. And then I don't even know how this happened. We ended up with four. We ended up having four children and I've always known that God was not going to call me to a ministry situation that was at the expense of who he's called me to be as a mom. So I've always had my kids doing this alongside of me, which I'll tell you, like we got in at two 30 this morning and my kids were at school. At, we're all at work and school at eight o'clock. <laughs> and so it's not always pretty, but there's been a sweetness of living on mission with my kids. Like mission isn't something that we just talk about in our house. It's something where sometimes the kids have to miss a birthday party because we're going and serving somewhere because we believe that that's what believers are called to do. And we live that out as a family. It isn't just something where mom goes and does this thing. Um, we do it as a family. We talk a lot in our culture about work-life balance, and you think about, oh, you're a working mom, or you're the breadwinner, or you know what, while you were working, you were able to also grind on the side and work on your PhD, but then you have four kids. We're talking with Laura Story today at SWS Radio. The whole idea of work-life balance isn't what we read in like a book. It's about yeah. fleshing out where our mission is. It's about fleshing out what we're called to do and figuring out what our family priorities are. What does work-life balance look like to you now that you have four kids and a career and you've studied everything from worship to, yeah. <laughs> to Christian theology, writing yeah, songs that other people are also recording like Chris Tomlin and going, hey, I like your song. Laura, I'm going to take that one. Well, you know, it's been interesting because work-life balance for me, first of all, it's being intentional about my time. Yeah, I don't have a ton of spare time, so I have to be intentional. And sometimes I, I need to be intentional about resting. But like even me getting my master's and the doctorate, you know, I had these young kids and my brain was just mush and I wasn't I wasn't using my mind the way that I should. And I noticed that I, I was just like watching a ton of TV, you know, these kids going to bed at eight o'clock. My husband was coaching baseball at the time. And I noticed I had like between eight and 10 every night. And I, I kind of had felt God prompting me to go back to school but I kept on saying, oh, I don't have time to do that. I'm too busy with the kids. I'm too busy with this. And realizing, well, apparently I've, I have time to watch like what, eight seasons of like the British Bake Off or whatever. But, you know. <laughs> and realizing, okay, I'm just going to start with a class. I'm going to do a class. And then I did the next class. And then I did the next class. And so it, it wasn't, it wasn't ever this monumental, I have to prove something. I'm going to go get another degree but I needed, I needed to engage my mind in a way. Um, and also, I'm still in ministry. I don't want to just be out there writing songs or ministering to people based on the things that God taught me in college. You know what I mean? If I'm going to be a speaker, I need to be a learner. There should never be a season in my life where I'm solely a teacher. I need to be a teacher and a learner. 
Okay, so I got to ask this. So when you get your doctorate, you know, you have to do a whole dissertation thing. What did you write about? What did you research yes. that? Oh, my I'm gracious. I'm so curious. This is where I totally geek out. So my, my dissertation was on reverence and worship. And, but yeah, that would be a whole other so I don't like want to I read all talk, like 147,000 pages, but yes. what did you find? Yeah, I found that God in worship likes to be approached with reverence. And it doesn't mean that we have to be fearful of him, uh, you know, when we approach him through the person of Jesus. But he is still very much that consuming fire we see in the Old Testament. And just that he's worthy of us showing him reverence not just in worship, by, but with our lives, saying, okay, my life is yours, Lord, you're God, and I'm not. So good. See, I like the audible version where you basically just read it to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I see what you did there. You're trying to get out of having me read my dissertation. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I actually, you know, I think in the next couple of years, I'll probably publish it. I haven't done it yet, but I need to kind of dumb it down. There's big words in there that I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking with Laura Story today at SWS Radio. She has a new book. It's called So Long Normal, Living and Loving the Free Fall of Faith. Hey, thank you so much for sharing some time with us today, Laura. Man, you guys are the best, and thanks so much for what you guys do to encourage so many people. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSRadio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.